Hi everyone, it's Carl here and welcome to a brand new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. Today's episode is very special because not only am I recording it with video and it will be available as both an audio and video podcast, but we are revisiting one of our previous Weight Loss Warriors and finding out how she's been getting on in my hometown of Braintree, Essex. It's going to be a great episode. I'm on my way to her house now for a cup of tea and a chat. Stay with us and enjoy the episode. Losing weight isn't easy, and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted, as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now, your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. For anyone who's listening on the audio version, there's actually a recorded live version available on video as well. So, that will be available on the Facebook group. But I'm here today with a very special guest in my hometown of Braintree, Emma Luckman, who has been part of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast on episode 50, I think. Yep, 50. Welcome and thank you for agreeing to do this. I did say I was going to come around for a cup of tea next time I was in Braintree, and here I am with my <laughs> Keep Calm I'm Ginger mug. I don't, I don't think you got it especially for me. Oh, I got it out especially. Yeah, you did get it especially for me. Thank you very much. Um, but... I'm here visiting friends and family at the moment and um, Emma kindly invited me around for a couple and to catch up on her journey and everything she's been up to in the last, I think, four months since we recorded the episode. So Emma, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Excellent. How and are you? Yeah, very good. I mean, I'm happier now the weather's a bit better. Yeah. The first two weeks of being in Braintree has been rain nearly every day. And sorry, I didn't introduce Noodle. This is Noodle, everybody. Say that. There you go, look. Right on cue. <laughs> right on cue. So Noodle's also a special guest today as well. She but just has to be involved. Of course. <laughs> um, so first of all, happy birthday. You just celebrated your birthday. I did. did you 33. That's still young. That's still, I'll be 40 this year. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Um, and, and did you do much and to celebrate? I, <laughs> do you know what? As I get older, my birthdays get less exciting. I went to Chelmsford. I went to H&M Primark had lunch, come home and had a nap. It was brilliant. Sounds like a perfect day to me. <laughs> I know, right? Honestly. Yeah, no, it was good, thank you. Excellent. And you've got a week off work now, so you're in, yeah. just relaxing a little bit, enjoying that. Yeah, I'm one of those people that prolongs my birthday and because I'm a summer baby, I never work. That's I never, right. ever work on my yeah, birthday. Absolutely right. I don't think anyone should work on my birthday. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so, I mean, we spoke back in, I think, April mm-hmm. and... You are two years now into your, since you had bariatric surgery. Yep. And what I wanted to do today really is just to catch up and find out how things are going because, I mean, you've achieved so much. When we spoke to you, I think you'd lost 12 stone. And it's just fantastic the way your life has changed, everything that you've done as a result of that. So how are things going? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I'm discharged from my bariatric surgery um, company now, so... The company that I went with, I got two years aftercare. Okay. So I had my final appointment with Mr. J. Amphi, my surgeon, and my final appointment with the dietitian. So this means that essentially I'm on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, weight loss wise, it's 
to be honest with you, it's ground to a bit of a halt. So I haven't lost any further weight on the scales since April. Mm. Um, however, I'm a big believer um, to track it via other methods. So how I feel is still continuing to improve. Um, my mobility and activity is improving. So yeah, all in all, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. One, one of the things I absolutely love is that you're very active on Instagram. And by the way, if you've not visited Emma's account, it's Adios Flavios, which is without doubt probably the best weight loss <laughs> account name that I've, I've ever come across, um, especially with the Spanish connection. I, I absolutely love that. But one of the things I do love on Instagram is your gym sessions and normalizing the gym for like everyday people to go and feel part of it without being scared or, you know, for anyone who's lacking confidence to actually just say, you know what, when we talked about this before, I remember like you have the right to go to the gym. You have every single right to do that. And that's something I really enjoy. So you talk about your weight loss stalling, but I would imagine if you're working out in the gym as much as you are, there's probably muscle gain and probably body transformation happening, even though the, the weight, which is never a good indicator purely on its own of the progress you're making. Yeah, so funny you should say that. When I had my last dietitian appointment, she's got these like very high-tech scales mm -hmm. and we compared my stats, I think it was January to April or somewhere along, along those lines. My actual mass was exactly the same, mm -hmm. but my composition had, had quite significantly reduced. So for example, my visceral fat, which is the fat around your like organs, so like your heart and stuff. My start, it was like in the 20s, which okay. is really, really high. Right. And now it's like, I can't remember the exact figure, but it's either six or eight. Wow. So it's things like that that I'm difference. like, wow, that puts into perspective like how much healthier I am. And That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's just the scales I've had to hide. Okay. Because I got into the bad habit of weighing every day and become obsessed by them. Mm -hmm. um, but this is why my Instagram is so important to me, because that's my virtual and visual reminder of how far I've come and how um, how well I'm doing. Yeah. So, yeah, this, they don't call it the sad step for no reason, basically. No, no absolutely. <laughs> and, I mean, it's, it is a good indicator that like, when you use scales on their own, they don't tell the whole story, especially if you are training, especially if you're doing other things. And... We talked before about how some weight loss plans focus solely on the scales and how it can be misleading and also yeah. off-putting to people's progress. But <clears throat> I mean, when, when we spoke on the last podcast episode, we talked a lot about your backstory and the challenges you've faced up to the point of having surgery and the success that you've, you've found. You mentioned hiding the scales just now. So it's a good question I'd like to ask you. Like maybe what kind of challenges do you still face having lost 12 stone, being through a massive transformation and in what some people would expect to be like the end of the story where you're happy and confident. But I know full well that there are still challenges that people face on a daily basis. So can we talk about some of those that you still face? Yeah. So something that I personally have and I know is very common within um, the weight loss community is body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. So, for example, when we were setting up the camera, how many times did I say to you, can I have a look so yeah. I can see what I look like? So, you know, I still have a bit of imposter syndrome where I look at myself and I'm like, nah, that's not me. I think it's because I was so used to being big and it, it got to a point where I just didn't recognise myself. Mm -hmm. 
And I still find that I've got times now where I'll see a photo of me. So I was a guest at a wedding recently and there was an image of me in the background. I was just caught by a chance mm-hmm. and I was like, do I really look like that? Is that, is that what I look like? I look all right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and a, a thing that I'm... I don't want to use the word suffering because that... There's quite negative connotations with that, but the loose skin mm. is very prominent now. Um, you know, I spoke about this in my last podcast, but realistically speaking, you can't lose the equivalent of a person without any consequences. Of course. So, yeah, I've got loose skin. Um, it's mainly my arms and my stomach area and also my thighs. And I'd be lying to you if I said it didn't bother me, mm. because it does. But my mindset reminds me that that's just a a part of it and it's a sacrifice that I was willing to make to lead the life that I'm living now and don't get me wrong it's hard Mm -hmm. but I choose it any day you know and and that's the thing because I remember on the last episode we talked about this but part of the consultation before the surgery with your surgeon was to talk about the fact that having surgery isn't a fix for everything and it's something that there are consequences like loose skin and you have to be aware of that because for a lot of people who are considering surgery, they may think that once I've had the operation, everything will be fine. And from previous guests, from speaking to you and just the research I've done, it shows that it's the inner work that, that's so important and the mindset change because the weight loss itself, if you're in a, I don't want to say, well, I'm going to say we're fragile state of mind or in a place of, of having low confidence things like loose skin you, you're still going to face those kind of challenges but just from a different angle yeah so what do you do you have plans to do anything because i know one common thing for a lot of people is to have <clears throat> surgery after they've lost the weight some people they just learn to, to accept themselves and, and love the body that they have um, what what's in store for you emma so long term yes i would love to go down the surgery route. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm very conscious that I'm still not where I want to be in terms of my fat loss. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I'm prioritising to begin with. And also, one of my ultimate goals in life is to become a mum. So I'm kind of thinking, do I do it before, Mm -hmm. like, children, to have the body that I want, or do I kind of wait... um, and see where I get on. But yeah, ultimately, um, it's definitely something long-term okay. I'd like to have. Yeah. And then, but you've got other focuses first, but maybe <clears> take <throat> priority over that. And yeah. uh, I think, I mean, that's, that's a fair point because obviously your body would change if you have a child. And if, if you go, if you have the surgery and everything beforehand, you could potentially have to have more surgery to correct it or still not be happy with it. So I, I guess that's something, you know, yeah. um, that you consider. And also you said that you're still planning to lose, you know, on a mission to lose more weight. Um, have you got an objective in mind and I wanted to talk to you about goals specifically like what is what's your current objective what are your current goals so my original goal was always to half my starting weight mm-hmm. um, so I think my I was 28 and a half stone and my biggest so I want to lose about well to be precise 14 stone three and a half pounds okay because that would just be pretty amazing right okay. to say I've half my body weight Um but ultimately, I'm going by how I feel mm-hmm. and also um, dress size. Okay. 
So I want to be one of those girls who can walk into any shop on the high street, pick something off the rack and look banging in it. Mm -hmm. um, not that I don't now, because I, I dress, you know, quite well for the curvy girl, um, but I don't want any restriction whatsoever. I want to be completely included, completely comfortable, and, um, yeah. And that, I mean, hearing you say that, it sounds all very... Although it's important from a, a visual perspective of being able to look good in any dress and feel, but I think it's more of a feeling and that confidence of being able to walk into any shop without that feeling of potential shame or being told, no, we don't have anything in your size or that judgment that can occur. And we talked before about judgment. So if you look at it from a perspective of how you look mm -hmm. against how you feel, yeah, how important is it to you to reach that target weight from a perspective of how you will look when you look in the mirror or how you feel inside in terms of a mindset and having that confidence to walk into a shop and, and just feel accepted and included like you mentioned? Honestly, I think the two go hand in hand. Okay. But the most important thing is in terms of how you look, I couldn't care less what other people think of me. The most important thing is that I love myself and mm -hmm. I'm happy with myself. So, yeah, that's that's... That's probably, for me, what I mean in terms of the two going hand in hand. I need to love myself both physically and mentally. Because the way you carry yourself is 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 different with the weight loss. So even like when I'm walking down the high street, I look up mm -hmm. and I look round. Whereas before, I would be head down, staring at the floor, not wanting to engage with anyone whatsoever. And like having like little conversations. So like I went I went to the doctors the other day and I had to go up a flight of stairs and this was on the day, um it was Monday when it was really raining mm. and there was this elderly couple coming down the stairs and we crossed paths and I would normally just ignore people but I said to them, I said, What a lovely British summer we're having and I would never have done stuff like that before. So mm. yeah, like just the way you carry yourself and, and the way you feel I suppose it does trump how you look, but yeah, the two definitely, for me, go hand in hand. And the truth is as well, but no matter how you look, if you don't feel good about it, it doesn't matter how you look. I mean, you can, you just, the two do go hand in hand very much so, but I think that feeling good will allow you to accept the fact that when you look good. Exactly. And it's the same for everybody, whether it's you know people who are on weight loss journeys or not, but how you feel about yourself self-esteem confidence it's all a major major impact on the way you carry yourself like you said and yeah. these kind of moments for me are like the major victories like you say things like having a chat engaging with people and somebody else on a recent episode also mentioned like eye contact and just you know if if, if i can't see them they can't see me kind of attitude yeah 100%. and this is something that's changed so and this is a good place to probably ask for advice for anyone who's watching and listening today um, it feels weird having the, the camera on because I'm not used to it. I keep forgetting it's there. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. It means you <laughs> relax. Um, but in terms of advice, like, what have you been doing, Emma, in terms of allowing yourself to build that confidence? How do you work on the, the mindset that you have? And I'll get to the more physical side of the gym and we can talk about that in more detail. But in terms of reminding yourself, we spoke before about being worthy and just what, what kind of things do you do to, to improve that part of your journey? It's difficult, really. Um, no easy questions here. <laughs> what have I done? Um, 
documenting my my journey has probably been the one thing that's kind of helped me. Um, affirmations. Okay. So I have a conversation with myself in the mirror every day while I'm brushing my teeth mm-hmm. um, to remind myself that I am enough, I am worthy, I am beautiful, I am strong, all those kinds of things. That's brilliant. Um, got to be honest, listening to the other episodes has been quite helpful. Yeah. So I need to mention Jonathan, half the man. Um, he His journey from a male perspective, mm-hmm. um, was just incredible. Um, and he talks a lot about mindset changes as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely, um, seeking inspiration from other people, um, has been quite, quite a good help for me. And just constantly reminding yourself that one day at a time is enough. And mm-hmm. as long as you're a little bit better than what you were yesterday, you're halfway there. Yeah, and that's great. And then just pausing for a moment to talk about Jonathan's episode. And so I think Noodle's trying to become the star of a show. Yeah. I put my hand in. How are you around. doing, Noodle? No, no, no. <laughs> no, pay attention to you. But with Jonathan's show, no, his episode, it was interesting because he's he admitted himself it comes from like a very traditional background. And we were talking from the aspect, like a male's point of view, of what's almost acceptable to to admit and acceptable to accept as as a bloke, as a man. You know, and it was very difficult to talk about or accept feelings of being depressed because for a lot of people, and I think especially men, it's much harder to talk about in a public arena. Yeah. But you could see that he's had such a transformation in his mindset of feeling and however he explained those feelings or felt comfortable talking about them, I think for anybody listening could relate to being in that very dark place to, to where he is today and to the point where he's got this live um, a live show that he's doing with his personal trainer to talk about his weight loss journey and to encourage other people who perhaps want to lose weight as well. And I think it's absolutely amazing what he's doing. And um, if you're watching this, I hope you're doing well, mate, because uh, absolutely amazing story. So on my list of other things I wanted to talk about today, um, I wanted to ask more about your gym life and the brand ambassadors that you've become because you've decided on your Instagram, you're a brand ambassador for, I think, an underwear company that you're wearing, sports um, clothing as well. How has that come about and how have you got into that? Oh, goodness me. Like, when when you sit there and say that, I'm like, what? Yeah, no, this is you. This is you. <laughs> this you, is you are an ambassador for, I think it's a lingerie company. You're an ambassador. You you know, you talk about the, the clothing you wear now. Yeah. Uh, you do reviews. You help other people to choose clothes. And, and that is... That is what you do. This is how you help people as part of your weight loss journey. And for everybody, I think, on the outside looking in, they look up to you, they respect you, they come to you for support. And that's, you know, that's, oh. that's but it's true. And it's, that's something as part of your journey, which I think you have to celebrate because it's one of the huge benefits, not just to yourself, but to many people on that journey at the moment. So you said to me, I don't think we were recording, but you said like, if you'd have said to me, you know, when you were weighing 28 stone, that you'd be doing this kind of thing now being a, an ambassador for a brand you'd have told me i won't say it, exactly what you I'd said laughed at you, yeah, yeah exactly we'll just say, <laughs> you'd have laughed at me yeah um so yeah how, how has that happened and how are you feeling about being involved in things like this I, look at my smile <laughs> he, was, he was just thinking about it just just makes me a bit emotional to be honest with you okay so i'm a brand ambassador for two companies um am i allowed to say their names yes absolutely and we'll, we'll link to them as well okay so the the fitness brands that i'm an ambassador for is called design by sports mm-hmm. and it's a local business um in this area actually um, 
yeah, Essex girls, and ran by two sisters, Jude and Helen, who are the loveliest ladies ever. Mm-hmm. Now, my story about how I discovered them is 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 quite um, powerful. So I used, I was in the gym one day, mm-hmm. and they had a pop up shop, <clears throat> and they're quite well supported by CHF, the gym that I was attending. And I <laughs> I got into conversation with them and mm. I straight away was like, I absolutely love your clothing, but there's no way it's going to fit me. Um, I'll, I'll maybe come back another day. And the two were like, just try it. Just go in the changing rooms mm. and try, try it on and you'll be surprised. And I remember when into the changing rooms, I tried them on and they fit. And this was the first time that I'd come across like a pop-up shop yeah. And I bought clothing off the rack. And that, for me, was a hugely, hugely mon- monumental Yeah, going back to what you were saying before about the inclusion and, and feeling... Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So then I remember I tried on three pairs of leggings and they're quite bright colours. Mm-hmm. And obviously, pre-weight loss Emma just lived in dark clothes. I mean, I know I'm wearing black now, but I was literally in all black everything. And I tried on a bright blue pair, a bright red pair, and a bright purple pair. Okay. And I didn't buy the purple pair because I just thought that it was too much. Mm-hmm. And that was a big regret of mine. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I got talking to the ladies and then eventually um, I've, I've supported their brands. Mm-hmm. And then on my birthday last year, I purchased the bright leggings. You got them. I felt comfortable enough to do mm-hmm. it. Um, and then fast forward to April, not long after we recorded our podcast, I actually modelled for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they invited me to a photo shoot and that was one of the best days of my life because it was the day where I felt like I've I've really done it mm-hmm. and I just, I felt amazing and the, the confidence boost that I had from that I am on their website, so you can see. No, I've seen some photos. I was yeah, going to say yeah, yeah. you looked amazing, and it looked very professional. Oh, and... it was incredible! It was a local photographer called Sally who actually lives at the top of the road. Oh, really? So when they gave me the location, I was like, "It's a one-minute walk." That's fantastic. <laughs> um, but that opportunity that they gave me, I will never forget mm-hmm. because it's something that I would never be able to do before. I'd never have the confidence to do. But I did it. Yeah. I loved it. So, yeah, that's designed by Sports. So, um, they're, they're a great fitness brand. And then the other one is a lingerie brand called Tutti Rouge. I don't think they're a very well-known brand. Okay, so they're up and coming. Yeah. And they're designed for curvy girls. So, we kind of touched on before about loose skin mm-hmm. and how you dress yourself and, and how you feel. Um, they're kind of a way that... I feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they've sent me some stuff. Um, and I have pictures of me and my underwear when I started compared to where I am now. And that's when I see just how different my like, shape has changed. And just the fact that you're willing to post those photos and you have the confidence to do it because of the change you've been through. And, and that must take a lot for somebody with, you know who suffers with body dysmorphia, for somebody who has been through such a journey. It just for me, it just speaks volumes about how far you've come and, and the confidence that you have now. Yeah, I'm going to quote one of my favourite people in the world, which is RuPaul Charles. If you don't know who RuPaul is, get to know. Um, most famous drag queen in the world. 
if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Like, self-love is the most important thing ever. Mm -hmm. And I do that for me to have my self-recognition that I've grown in confidence. I've grown just in general. So, yeah, self-love for the win. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think, Emma, it's, it's just so nice to, first of all, meet you in person and have a chat. Because, you know, back in my hometown, visiting friends and family... We said we'd have a couple and we've done that and it's been great. But also just to, to hear more about your story and, and what's been going on recently. Um, I've, you know now every time I come back to the UK, I'm going to get round here for a cup of tea and 100%. a catch-up. 100%. Noodle we'll would be love, love to see yeah, you just, as well. Yeah, just take Noodle for a walk next time. Yeah, well, it's a bit hot today, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, a little bit. Finally. finally. Yeah. <laughs> it's like always rain, you know. It's like, Such a British thing to say, isn't it? It is, really. <laughs> um, last thing I wanted to really ask was something, having been through bariatric surgery one of the key things here is about a reduction in what you can eat from the change in your your diet and what you're able to eat from a physical standpoint but also from a mindset point of view to to be healthier how has your relationship with food over the last two years changed and how is that going for you at the moment because i know this is something that somebody actually mentioned to me to want they wanted to know more about so are you happy talking about that a little bit yeah 100 percent. brilliant so i'm two years Mm post-op And probably the most important thing. Sorry, she's making a bracket. I wish. That's all right. She's for anyone. Who, I don't think she's on the camera, but she's got a, a, a soft toy beer bottle that's called a Poroni, which I think is absolutely amazing. Um, but you, you carry on noodle. She's absolutely destroying it. <laughs> we, we have to get her a new one. Yeah, it's because I didn't want it to ruin the audio. Um, that's okay. What was I saying? Um, yeah, so two two years post op, um, your ability to be uh does change Mm -hmm. so when you first um have your surgery the portions are absolutely minute absolutely tiny and as time goes on i do have the ability to eat more than what i could so as a result i do still have to make conscious I do still have to make conscious choices on a day-to-day basis. Okay. Are there days when I eat badly? Yes, mm-hmm. I'm human. Um, yesterday, I had a bar of Galaxy for my breakfast because that's what I wanted. You're on holiday this week. Exactly. It's your birthday week. Exactly. But the most important thing that I've learned is about balance and moderation. Yeah. So, is it correct to eat Galaxy every day? Probably not, no. But is it okay to have it every so often? Yes. So, my relationship with food will always be an ongoing challenge. Um, I am a binge eater at heart, and I'm a foodie. Mm -hmm. And my mind will always instantly think, when am I eating and what am I eating? So, I'm I'm trying to take you seriously, but I've got to 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 kiss me, I think. (laughs) But it's, it's true what you say. And, and like you say, you, you you mentioned, and here's a question for you, I'm going to challenge that a little bit. Because you say that at heart, you know, a, a binge eater is, is, is someone, it sounds like it's part of your identity, or at least how you see yourself as your part of your identity. Mm-hmm. Would you hope that at some point, or do you plan to work on that at some point, so that you no longer have that as part of your identity as somebody who's a binge eater? Oh, that's a question. Um, yes. I would love that. Um, And I think it's something that would probably help me with maintenance because what I've heard from a lot of 
friends um, in the bariatric and weight loss community is that actually maintenance is the hardest part. Um, So, yeah, um, one of my good friends who I follow on Instagram is actually seeking help for her binge eating. Mm -hmm. So um, it's definitely something that I'd consider in the future for sure. But I think ultimately the most poignant thing is that actually I've accepted that that is how I am. Mm. And it's it's recognising those habits and those triggers that is probably the most important thing. Because before I was oblivious, yeah. I'd eat just because it was there yeah. and not think about it. Whereas now I'm a little bit more in tune with my mind mm-hmm. and, and have control, essentially. Of course. And something else you said to me as well was that you went out on your birthday and... You're more conscious of the fact now if you eat things that don't necessarily serve your body or, or, or serve you afterwards, you're more aware of that feeling afterwards of not feeling great from it. And I think that's something that a lot of people, when you're struggling with your weight or you're struggling with binge eating, you choose to ignore that a little bit because, you know, the binge, is it kind of overrides that. But then that feeling that can be attached to not feeling good could be emotional feelings like shame and guilt, and, and which we talked about before creates that cycle. Yeah. It's terrible, but... Um, it's just very interesting to hear and it sounds like you know a part of your training and everything else you're doing but your your, your progress is continuous yeah it's well, brilliant I'm actually um I've enrolled to do a gym instructor and PT course congratulations yeah so I'll start I'll start that very soon um because eventually I want to be able to help people just like me mm-hmm. and who've been in my position and also my mind needs a bit more um so yeah um i again something i would never have imagined in my wildest dreams mm-hmm. me doing but i've developed a bit of a passion for fitness um and it's something that i want to explore that's amazing so, yeah. uh, i think you'll make an amazing pt and having been on the journey you have and wanting to help people in your situation that you've been in yourself i, I think you'll be fantastic and there's no doubt it'll help Hundreds, if not thousands, of people. If you, yeah, if you I'd do love that. that, that'd be amazing. Amazing. Anyway, I think we're going to call it a day there. Noodles doing her best to get him in between. <laughs> any, any questions or anything you want to say, Noodle? No, can I have a pour? Yeah, of course. Emma, thank you so much for being on the show today, and thank you for coming back and talking to me. And I'm really happy to hear that things are going well. Thank you. It's been thank a pleasure. Brilliant. I'll be here for another cup of tea next time. Absolutely, absolutely. Lovely. Thank you so much. And for anybody who's enjoyed today's episode and would like to see more video episodes in the future, let us know, because this is something that I don't think there's many people in Braintree who I've interviewed, but I'd be more than happy to catch up with previous weight loss warriors and find out how they're doing. And uh, thank you for for being part of this episode with us today. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new weight loss warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.